0: Day, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. I would like to take a couple of minutes to talk about this show. I have reached a couple of milestones on this endeavor. Uh, they are teeny tiny little baby step milestones, but they are milestones nonetheless. First and foremost, this is the 10th episode of this podcast. And as you know, if you've listened to my others, I started this as a hobby. I thought it would be fun to do, and I thought I could pick up a few new computer skills along the way. I understand that my delivery needs a lot of work. Again, I had zero broadcasting experience, and I'm up to about five hours of experience at this point. It's a little more difficult talking into the microphone than I expected it to be. I did some acting as a younger man. Um, I've always been fairly comfortable speaking in public. But I found out when I started recording these podcasts that when I'm talking into this microphone, there is a disconnect between where my thoughts are going and what I actually want to say. I feel like I am getting better at that. I know it's a slow process. And again, it's only 10 episodes. I'm not expecting miracles. But I am working on my delivery, trying to, as I listen to the shows, trying to work out annoying things that I may or may not be doing. Just trying to clean everything up, try to sound a little more professional. Again, it's a process. I know it's slow. And I understand that my audio editing skills are fair to Midland. A month and a half ago, I had no audio editing skills. So so hopefully that's coming along as well. Something I've noticed when I listen to the shows after I upload them, some words are clipped that I don't remember hearing when I was editing. I'm not sure what I'm doing that's causing that. I guarantee you it's something I'm not doing correctly. Hopefully, I'll figure that out and have that straightened out here shortly. But I apologize that you guys are having to live through my growing pains, uh, but I appreciate you sitting with me while it happens. You know, they say to be an expert in something, you have to do it for 10,000 hours. So the good news is is I'm only 9,995 hours away from being somewhat decent at doing this. The second milestone that I hit is I passed 100 downloads all time this week. Now, again, I just started doing this because I wanted to. Um, I don't have any type of name recognition or anything that would bring listeners in. I honestly expected that this show would just sit out there for a couple of months and get a download here and a download there. I expected it to be about six months before I could see any type of repeat listeners. I'm really amazed at the response that the show's gotten so far. Now, again, 100 downloads in a month is very, very modest numbers by any professional standards, but it's more than I expected. Of course, it could just simply be that everyone's so bored with the quarantine and the lockdown that they will consume anything new. Even if that means having to listen to my hillbilly draw, fumble my way through a history lesson. But I wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I've actually, I have an individual in France that downloads all my shows. I can't tell you how cool I think that is. And uh, believe me, if you're in France and you're listening to this, I guarantee I'm speaking about you right now. Uh, but I love that there's somebody in France listening to my shows. I I hope you keep it up. I just, I promise you guys that I will do my level best to to get better, and I'm going to keep trying to refine my content. I want to make shows that you want to tune back into, and I'm working hard to get there. I hope you'll stay with me long enough for me to get to the end of that. But once again, I I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. It's very cathartic. And I'm going to keep doing it. I hope you'll keep listening. I hope I'm worthy. I hope my shows are worthy of you to keep tuning back in. But I just wanted to take a moment, assess where I was at, and say thank you, guys. It's It's been a lot of fun, and the response has been more than I had any reason to expect. And we're going to try to keep it up. All right, so I want to talk to you about the very incendiary tweet that Burger King sent out on March the 8th. Uh, If you haven't heard about this story, March the 8th was International Women's Day and Burger King UK, I assume it's uh, two different divisions uh, because it, it went out of its way to say it was the United Kingdom's Burger King, but they sent out a tweet and it was just one sentence. Simply said, women belong in the kitchen. Now by itself, that tweet sounds like something from an ad campaign that you'll seeing a history book from the 1940s seems like a very archaic sentiment and it's strange that a modern company would put out a tweet like that and as you can imagine the keyboard warriors of social media just nuts over this pretty much exactly what you'd expect in this day and age. I'm not going to read any of the responses to this tweet uh, there are a ton of them they're all over the internet if you would like to go read them. A lot of them are pretty entertaining, not in the way that the composer intended them to be, but I think a lot of these are funny. But suffice to say that there was a stampede up the slopes of Mount Pius because there were a lot of people that needed to get up there and signal their virtue on the 8th. But if you'll remember, I said taken by itself, the tweet sounded out of place. This wasn't just a tone depth attempt at humor or irony. Burger King UK has created a scholarship program that's open only to women who are trying to get into culinary academies. That is what the tweet was referencing. And the point of a slogan is to catch the eye of the target audience. Burger King was wanting to draw a little attention to the scholarship program. They chose to use a phrase that would sound very archaic, maybe a little sexist. But the intent was for you to then dig into the story a little bit and see that they had this scholarship program. Now, a lot of people aren't aware of the scholarship program. That's because the stories that you'll read about on the internet, they'll talk about the tweet and the backlash, and then they'll bury the scholarship way down at the end. Um, I asked my wife if she had heard about the Burger King tweet, and she said, God, yes. And then I asked her if she heard about why they tweeted it. And she gave me the very honest answer of, well, no, I hadn't heard anything else. I just heard about the tweet. Media outlets do that because they want to feed on the outrage of the story. And if there's a context to that, it sort of diffuses the outrage. When you're reading an article and there is information buried at the bottom, that's not just where they got to it in the story to include it, they do that intentionally because they know that about 90% of the people that read that article, they're going to read the first two or three paragraphs and stop. That way they can make you feel how how they want you to feel about this story without being accused of leaving stuff out. And that's really the bottom line in a story like this, the intent of the person who said whatever. I hate this road that we're going down where how somebody reacts to what is said is the important thing. The intent of the person is all that should matter. And just ask yourself a question. Do you believe that the executives at Burger King really believe that women should be kept in the home barefoot and pregnant? Obviously, the answer to that question is no. Nobody actually believes that. So why are you pretending to be offended by what they said? If you look into the story, you would see that, number one, they were trying to drum up a little bit of a buzz for their scholarship program. And that should be the end of it. You know, they chose that phrase because it would, it would kind of make you stop and pause and wait. What, what do they mean by that? They can't possibly be saying what that seems like they're saying. And that was meant to draw you in. Unfortunately, today, very few people will take the time to dig further into a story like this. They just immediately leap to their conclusion. They will start labeling people, and it's off to the races. At that point in these people's minds, there's no questioning intent or motives. It is simply, I have labeled you bad, and that is the end of the discussion. And then they immediately turn around and say, where's my keyboard? I've got to speak of this. But, you know, I'm going to peel back the layer of this onion just a little bit more. I think that this was more intentional than just simply an eye-catching slogan. I think Burger King intentionally chose this inflammatory, quote-unquote, sexist tweet to draw attention to their scholarship program. Let me tell you what I mean. A big part of creating a successful ad campaign is they have to understand how people are going to react to the ad itself. And a really clever ad campaign will play off people's emotions to influence their behavior. And in this, I think that whoever come up with this tweet and this campaign for Burger King might be a certified genius. They knew that social media would lose its mind over that tweet. They knew that all the social justice warriors would jump onto their computers, start retweeting, start posting their manifestos about why this is so horrible and how can this happen in this day and age. And you see, people, this is why we've got so far to go. And of course, when they do that, they're going to include the original tweet. It's going to get spread far and wide. And whenever social media gets in an uproar over something, the mainstream media always gets on board. And so the executive that came up with this knew the second step would be that the mainstream media would pick up this story. It'd be on the six o'clock news every night for a couple of days. They would have experts in to talk about it. That would drive more people onto social media to try to find out what happened, and then they're going to start throwing their two cents in. That executive knew. That that one simple sentence would garner them more exposure than a multi-million dollar ad campaign ever could. And not only is it getting them more exposure, they're not having to pay to get it out there. They're using the emotions and the anger of people to get their message out. And assuming that that's the case, which I believe that it is, that is absolutely brilliant. And I think this may be a sea change in the whole political correct movement when now you have ad companies that are using the predictability of people getting butt hurt over every tiny little thing as a tool to push their marketing forward. It would be a fascinating sociological investigation to see if that really is the way. That people are thinking, and I certainly hope that they are, because you've got to understand the power that the mob mentality and the cancel culture has picked up. Well, if that's going to be the loudest voice on social media, obviously you're going to have people that see it as an opportunity and start using it to their advantage. And that sounds derogatory, but I don't mean it that way at all. It's like I say, it's genius. Because if it's the new order of things that this very vocal minority is going to drive the stories that pop up on social media and what's trending, obviously you should use their very predictable ire as a tool. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. What I think is going to be funny is how long it's going to take for the people that are getting used to catch on to the fact that they're being used. You know, we always hear the term useful idiot in political conversations. We may have to start using it in economical conversations as well. Because these woke culture people, these perpetually offended members of social media, they believe that they are morally superior to the Burger King executives the Burger King executives are intellectually superior to the woke culture warriors, and they played you like a fiddle. All right, guys, it's a little bit shorter of an episode today, but that is all I have for you. Uh, once again, thank you for sitting in with me. Uh, I enjoyed talking about this. I love talking about stuff like this because it's great to get it off my chest. Uh, But if you enjoyed the show and you'd like to send me a comment, uh, send me an email at freshfrosensoutherner at gmail.com. And as always, if you would leave me a positive review on whatever app that you're downloading my podcast from, I would certainly appreciate it. Guys, I hope you have a good day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye.